Okay, so we're back uh, live in person again. Um, a lot's happened since we last came on here and talked. Some I don't really care to talk about, but tell them, Gabe, what happened. I I don't. I got. Ca- no, I got it. The Lakers lost. No, they, they lost bad. I love it. Listen. LeBron James is no longer in the quote unquote goat conversation anymore. That's not true. This is true because look, what was the biggest knock on Michael Jordan? Oh, we lost in the first round. Yeah. Twice. Three times, actually. Swept twice. Really. So, LeBron James, best player on the planet. Defending champion. What did he do? He lost in the first round. Lost in the first round. I think he's like, what, the sixth team to ever do that? Ever? Michael Jordan never did that. Okay, I think people are trying to make, like, too big of a deal of that just because it was something he had never done before. I don't think, obviously, it's not ideal, but injuries play a factor and no, I'll even admit it. Like, LeBron, he's getting up there. I don't think that that really kills his GOAT conversation. It hurts it. We're not going to get into it now, but I have the, the Lakers. No, but that's but that's what he was talking about. That, yeah. That LeBron James blew it. Yeah. Yeah. After I said I, I don't want to talk about it, it, he goes straight into it. But exactly. no, besides that, where do you want to – lots happened. Where do you want to start off? Where do you want to hit? Let's start with the game tomorrow. I mean, not tomorrow, yesterday. Okay. Game yesterday with the Dallas Mavericks and – LA Clippers. So obviously Kawhi must have heard our take the other day. Your take. My take, sorry. <laughs> Where he dropped forty five and he shot what did he shoot? I don't know. I think he shot about above fifty percent. So he's ridiculous. So he's been outlandish at American Airlines Center this series. Um I feel like personally that this next game. It's going to really come down to Kawhi. I don't, I, 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 again, I don't see Paul George doing anything spectacular. When's the last time Paul George showed up for a game seven? Uh, honestly, and I think kind of going back to the take you had, the, which to kind of remind people, it was if Kawhi Leonard loses in this first round series, is he still a top five player? Which I think we both agreed the answer is probably no. It looks like the way it's been going. Like whoever wins this series, that other guy. Like, like if Luca wins, like Kawhi's been phenomenal. He had forty-five points last night. On you mentioned it. He shot percentage-wise ridiculous uh, on the road. And if he's able to come back and do that again, I think the series is over. That's one series though that honestly, at this point, I have no idea. I have no idea who's going to win tomorrow. I have no idea either. Um, every the home team has won every single game. First time in NBA history. Um, I don't really see this. Being a, a one-sided affair, I don't see the Clippers coming out blowing them out. I don't see the Mavericks coming out and blowing them out. I feel like this is going to be a very interesting game. I feel like it's all about Luka. You know, Luka's averaging two points in the fourth quarter of this series. That should show you, like, how much how much that that's really important to this team. So, yeah. if for for the, for the Mavericks to win this game, Luka's going to have to start out getting hot in the fourth quarter. Now. There's the last game they try to really contain him by feeding Kristaps starting off the game, and Kristaps was was nervous. He had he had Nicholas Batum who's like what six seven at, at best. Yeah, he had, seven, him the, six, had him on the block. He kept passing out of it. He did not want the smoke. He did not want to score early. He was afraid of the moment. It seemed like he has been all series, and so if they're gonna win tomorrow, Kristaps has to get going. He has to get going early. Help Luca out because if they have to worry about Kristaps in the fourth quarter, that will make Luca benefit his game where he can probably drop 10, 15 points in the fourth quarter. Okay, so 
obviously it's a toss up for us, but if you had to call it right now, who takes tomorrow? Tomorrow, um, from what I've seen, like I said, it's impossible because you know the Mavericks are three and zero at Staples Center. Yep. But after yesterday, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go Clips win this series. Uh, I think Kawhi is gonna drop probably roughly. points 13 rebounds and like a couple assists so i feel like this is gonna be a Kawhi show again Kawhi's gonna give me about 40 again and i think luca's gonna be contained in that fourth quarter and that and Kristaps not gonna help at all so i'm gonna go my final score i'm gonna go 117 to 109 okay no i agree i think and we talked about it kind of the other day i was talking to you about it i think the clips win tomorrow and honestly I kind of thought the same thing going into Game Five when they had tied it up two-two. This has that feel to me where this this might be the Clippers' moment. It's one of those things where I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, obviously. But if they go on and do what a lot of people, even at the beginning of the season, said they could do, they were, I think, the third highest favorite behind the Nets. This is Lakers. it. This is it. This is it. This is it. Um, so I think they take it tomorrow, and you know, obviously, we can't go too far into it right now because it's on hypotheticals. But if they don't. I'm curious because we talked about this too. Mm-hmm. If the Clippers lose, and you know the Mavericks go on to the next round to face the Jazz, I'm curious what people who to have people winning the West at that point. Because I believe you said what was it? You said you would take the the Nuggets and Mavericks, right? I, th- those should be my two. I don't. From what I've seen from the Nuggets so far, and without Jamal Murray, they still somehow be a healthy Blazer team in six. Now you'd be like, oh well, it's the Blazers. They ranked 29th in defense this past uh, season, so obviously they're going to win. But that team was number two on offense as well. That team was no joke on offense. They were one of the best offensive teams in the league last year, or, the, or this season. And if Will Barton and PJ can come back for this series, that's huge. Because yeah. Monte Morris gave them like 20 off the bench the last three games, which was crucial for them. So, Jokic is the MVP. He'll be, They'll be my favorite to come out of the West. The West. But... So you would take Nuggets? I take Nuggets. Have... If the Mavs were to win, I'm taking Mavs. I don't see. I mean, who's guarding Luca in that Jazz series? Donovan Mitchell, like you say, he's six one. Yeah, maybe maybe five ten. I don't know. <laughs> five four. Five four maybe. I don't know. So here's my thing. I disagree, but here's why. Um, so I get you talk when it comes down to the playoffs in the postseason. It's about stars, mm-hmm. and both those two teams, as good as Donovan Mitchell's been this season, as good as Devin Booker's been this season, and Chris Paul. Ben Booker in the last series, Chris Paul the entire season. I think clearly the best two players left in the Western Conference playoffs would be Luka Doncic and Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. But I think once you put, you know, hypothetically it's just saying the Clippers lose. Once you, the Clippers and Lakers are now both eliminated, I think it comes down, I think it's simplified. The Suns and the Jazz were the two best teams in the West the entire season. No, two yeah. best teams in the NBA in the entire season. Yeah, they're the two best records. I mean, you're right. But I just feel like that the Suns are going to come out too high. They're going to come out, that, oh my gosh, we just beat the defending champs yeah. round one. And we just went off. We, we are the shit. And I feel like they're going to be on the high a little bit too much in which Nikola Jokic and that team, most of that team has been, have seen the playoffs. Like, this is not their first time around. Most most of those guys were on the conference championship team last year, mm-hmm. so they know how to get it done. I feel like Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, maybe Cameron Payne—they're gonna be a little too high off that win. Oh yeah, we just beat the defending champs. I can see Jokic and the Nuggets taking advantage of that. 
I think I think one I think that'll be a really good series. Like once you put aside the fact that we won't have get to have the Lakers and possibly the Clippers, we'll see. By the time a lot of people listen to this, there's a good chance that it'll be decided. So we'll see here tomorrow night. But I think that series we know we have set for sure. Uh, the Suns Nuggets. I think a lot of pressure is going to be on DeAndre Ayton. I mean, he's going to be the one that has to deal with Jokic. Good Jokic, yeah. And but like, but who's going to deal with um, Michael Porter, Devin Booker, Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon probably has the guard. I would assume Aaron Gordon, and he's a four. You know, so he's got size. Who's guarding Aaron Gordon? Exactly. I mean, I maybe Crowder. I mean, I don't know. Who's dealing with the healthy Chris Paul as well? Is Chris Paul gonna be healthy? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, oh yeah, he's hundred percent. He'll probably be like ninety percent. And who's their point guard? Austin, Austin Rivers. <laughs> Austin Rivers. Hey, Austin Rivers balled out last year. I'm about series. to say Austin Rivers put y'all out pretty. <laughs> That's hard. what I'm <laughs> saying, bro. He won game three by himself. Like he dropped like fifteen in the fourth quarter. But that's gonna be a good series. Um, that's kind of like a Hawk Knicks series where I could see that being anything. Like if yeah. you told me Knicks, or no Knicks. If you told me Suns in five, I wouldn't doubt it. But I, I'm going with the. Uh, I'm high. I'm highly confident on the Nuggets. Okay. All right, we're good. I, I'm going to go with the Suns. I really am. I think, I mean, I think they're just a better team. Simple as that. Yeah. Don't have it too fancy. But besides Jokic, I think they just top to bottom. The Suns are being able to watch them up close to the entire Lakers series. Like, the Suns are a really good team. I think it'll be a tough series. But I just, you know, I think Book will continue to be Book. He'll continue to grow and do what he did in the first round. I think Chris Paul will be great. I think DeAndre Ayton. He played really – I mean, now AD, the two games he played, AD played – the two games AD played in the Lakers won, he played very well. But DeAndre Aiden was fairly consistent throughout that I mean, entire I think he gave you 17-12 that series. So, I mean, he – and – I mean, AD was the better player, but, like, on the block, though, it was DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden was the better player on the block because, you know, you know how Anthony Davis is. He's allergic to it. Yeah. He takes dodge medicine. I'll know. say this – in a series with LeBron James, and here I am, I, I didn't want to talk about this, but in a series with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, Devin Booker, if you're talking for the full length of the series, was the best player of the entire series. Yeah, he not? yeah, he was. He was so, by far the best player. I'm interested to see, you know, what they have for him because I think in terms of how they handle him, I think the Lakers are actually probably better suited to defend Devin Booker. I mean, you mentioned it. They've got Aaron Gordon over there, but outside of that, I don't. Michael Porter has still been. He's still shown to be a mismatch defensively. Um, so I'm gonna go Suns. It's hard to, like we said, it's hard to think, to talk too much about the Clippers and who comes out of that one. But I will say this, and I've thought this. I think this is the first time I've actually said it, but I've thought this for a while. I think the Jazz are gonna give, if it is the Clippers, whoever it is, a run for their money in that series. I agree. I agree. I don't. I'm not sleeping on the Jazz. I just think it goes down to stars, and like you said, Don Mitchell is five ten. Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Uh, Donovan the midget. Donovan the midget Mitchell. The midget Mitchell. And what's what did PG? If I'm not mistaken, I don't think he's been there since. What did PJ give you? Or PG give you the last time he was in Utah for a playoff game? Wasn't oh. that the elimination with Russell? Yeah, he gave yeah. you eight points. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Listen, you know how playoff. Playoff P is during elimination games. He chokes. This is who he is. I mean, that's not a knock on him. That's just a fact. Oh. So, uh, I wouldn't. I I do agree. I think if it's Cl- if it is Clippers Jazz, I can see the Jazz giving the run for their money. 
Rudy Gobert is a really good d- defensive player. He's um, about seven feet. He's a good rim protector. Um, Probably the defensive player of the year. Mike, it's looking like yeah. And Mike Conley has played really well. Played really well in that Matt Grizzly series. Yeah, I think he gave you like close twenty. I think I could be wrong, but I know that he actually played really well. And then once Donovan Mitchell got back, they look like an actual contending team now. So they do have depth too. They had Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, and they had Joe Ingles off the bench. So um, I wouldn't count them out, but Donovan Mitchell is going to have to. Put up like a series yeah. like he did last year in the bubble against the Nuggets. I think that was the biggest thing for me. We talked about it last week. I actually had that Jazz um, Memphis series going seven. Mm-hmm. I thought Memphis would make it harder on them than they did. And to see Donovan come back and how well they played once Donovan got back, that was really the closest eye I had on the Jazz over the course of the season. I mean, I saw them here and there when they play Lakers and Clippers in primetime games. But they, once you added Donovan back to that Mitch, Back into that mix, they were the Grizzlies just weren't even a matchup for them. They, they, they took over that series. So, yeah, I agree. I think that'll be regardless of who you get. You get. I actually think you know if you get Luca coming out of that, I'd probably take the Jazz over the the Mavericks for sure. But well, like a like if if it were the Mavs, it's going to have to rely on, on Porzingis. Porzingis for yep. Gobert is going to have to be the top matchup because. Um, if the match are going to pull this thing off, it's going to have to be Porzingis. He's going to have to step up. He's got to be a number two. He's got to give me at least 20, 21 points, double-digit rebounds, and a, a few blocks. He's got to be a rim protector if they're going to do, do this thing and pull it out to the conference championship. Now, he can do it, but he's got to not be a pansy and, and mess that up. Can't so. be what he's been so far. Exactly. Sure. exactly. And I, I feel like... Donovan Mitchell can't lock up Luka. I don't, th- I don't think anyone on that team can lock up Luka. And so it will be an interesting series, but if the Mavs are going to pull that, that series off, it's going to have to be Porzingis. That's I'd agree. Song. And I'll say this, though, in terms of how they match up with the Mavs as opposed to the Clippers, which we've seen so far, I trust Quinn Snyder more than I trust Ty Lue. I just do. I think they'll do a better job defensively. I mean, Luka's... Luca's great. They're not going to stop Luca. Uh, he, I don't think, you know, there's much you can do to kind of limit what he does and his impact. But I do think they can do. The one thing you heard this entire series is, and with great players like this, you want to take away one thing. And the Clippers haven't done that. They've allowed yeah. him to literally score a will while also facilitating for everybody else on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Quinn Snyder and the Jazz will do a better job of limiting one or the other. Rather, that's hey, you can. If you score 40 or 50 and you beat us, we'll, you know, and we kind of keep wraps on everybody else who, at this point, honestly only been, what, Tim Hardaway Jr.? Like, yeah, Tim that's, uh, and Finney Smith. And Finney, that's the biggest reason. It, this, they've been doing this with, like, two to three people. Yeah. I know you saw the game where the Clippers had, it was the last game, not game six, it was game five that uh, the Mavs won, and they had two guys in double figures. Yeah. And I believe the Clippers had their entire starting lineup. I think that was the first time that's ever happened where teams had all five of their five. I think even six guys had double figures, and the other team had two well, guys scored double figures. That's because Luka had 44. You know? yeah. Luka had to carry the luck. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, but so. I just think the Jazz would do a better job um, handling that, but I agree. If Porzingis comes out and gives you what you expect him to be when you sign him to that contract and bring him in, that changes everything. Because then if he's that Porzingis, the Mavs become honestly – Right up there, the favorites for me. Like, 
So speaking on Porzingis, you know, we've always been saying, like, hey, you know, he's got to be the, the number two. I mean, is this man looking dumb, low key? Because like for not being in New York, well, or well that, and he let he wanted to leave New York because he wanted to win, <laughs> and now he's on a winning team, but he's not even stepping up to, to his, his play. So it's like is this man all talk, like kind of puts him to, to perspective. Because if if he were to stay. And Tim Hardaway was in that deal too. Yep. So just imagine if, if he's a great. <laughs> exactly. If if they two would have stayed in New York, who knows? They could probably be a three seed or a top three seed right now in the East. And especially because he's not even living up in Dallas. Tim Hardaway's <laughs> living up more in Dallas than he is. He is. So, I mean, we might have overhyped Porzingis because you know we thought he was the resurrection for the Knicks. But I'm just saying, I feel like. He's you know, looking like he's somebody who might end up on the market, man. Yeah, I, well, well, see, and that's what we talked about earlier. We're like, I mean, who's going to trade for him? It's a 7'3", injury-prone power forward who doesn't want the moment. And you're paying him, like, what, close to 30 mil a year. So that, that, so for that right there, that, that, that mixture is just not what you want. Yeah. So, we, I mean, we named a couple teams. It's got to be – that contract is what does it, man. It's got to be know. a team that obviously has a lot to offer – you know, like the Heat, we always they always come up just because they have so many pieces. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's going to want to handle that contract with what we've seen here recently. I'm trying to think. There's in terms of the Western Conference. Like I said, there's only so much we can get into without having this series decided. But over on the East, which is where I think things are really interesting, I'll start with this because we talked about this earlier as well. So you think. And to kind of give a little more context, so Joel Embiid is struggling with a what a, a small tear in his meniscus. Small tear, yeah, his meniscus. Which I don't know how much that necessarily means, especially them saying it's a small tear. Like we don't know the severity of it, but him being his history and him being as big as he is, it's not nothing. For yeah. sure, it's definitely something. Especially for a seven footer, that's pretty you know exactly wearing tear on your knees. So I would say I for sure I don't. I'm not a doctor, but I doubt he plays the first two games of the series. Um, and then we talked about it. So without Embiid, you believe Hawks take that series? I do believe that because he is the number one guy. All right, Embiid, if he were to play the entire year, would have probably won the MVP this year. But with, with him gone, you're going to have to rely a lot on Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. Those, those are your two stars now moving forward. I don't trust Ben Simmons in in crunch time. You saw what they did. You saw what the Wizards did to him. They did a hack of Simmons. They put him on the line. They said, "Beat us." And he couldn't. And he couldn't beat him. He couldn't beat him. He cost his team the game for a sweep. Obviously, they won the next game. Like it's no big deal. But this Hawks team actually has improved since the firing of Lord Pierce. Is that right, Pierce? Yeah, got rid of Pierce, brought in McMillan, and brought in McMillan because. He's actually made them pretty good on the defense side of the basketball. The offense was not the problem. The defense was the problem. And now they're actually a really good team, healthy, and I don't see a weakness other than probably maybe size. You got, what, Clint Capella is a 6'10 center. It's yep. probably your only knock. Um, this team is it. I, you got Ben – is Ben Simmons going to guard Trey? I would assume. I mean, it'd be – that's the thing for me why I think it'll be a series. Um, I personally – that's kind of where we disagree. I personally think Philly could still win the series without A lot of people still say that. A lot of people are saying that the Sixers are going to win that series. Just because – now, I was kind of very strong on it when we first talked about it. I've kind of backed off, and here's why. So, I think 
Philly has the personnel to make it a lot more difficult on Trey. They just do. They'll be able to rotate Benson. Six yeah. man of the year? Six man or defensive player of the year defensive as well. Um, but I just think they'll do a better job of handling Trey. They'll make it a lot more difficult on him. And I don't, I, the one, the big question, and this is what you guys were pointing at too, is will they be able to get the offense? Yeah, um, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, like I was saying about stars. I mean, you could rely on Tobias Harris and Ben Simmons. I mean, Ben Simmons took like what, like 10 shots outside the paint this year or something like that? Yeah. Something crazy like that. So he's not, so he's not, he's afraid to shoot the job, shoot the ball. He, that's what he, he's afraid of. So you're going to need him to score you at do. will. And you have to run to Tobias. And I think Tobias is, is like a role player star. He's a star in, in, in a good system. You know, and that's why I, I don't see him as a guy where you can give him the ball and he can just take over. You know? Uh, no, I agree. I'd say he's capable of, if he is, he has to be that number one guy. I do think he's a guy that's capable of, of being a 25-point-per-game type guy. Uh, you saw it the other day in their closeout game. Yeah, they believe he had around 25 to 30. I know Seth Curry had 30 as well, which is yeah huge. And I guess people could point to how reliable will that be. And honestly, I think it's 30s a lot, but he's another guy who in an elevated role, I think Seth Curry could give them 20 per game in that series. Why not? Um, I mean, why not? But I don't think I, I think Nick McMillan's gonna have a, have a good defensive strategy to make sure that he, he's gonna isolate the shooters and let Ben Simmons beat him scoring, not playmaking. Okay. So I do believe that the Hawks are gonna win this series in six if he's out if Embiid's out for the entire series. Now I think it's gonna be close. I think this is a slept-on series. I do, too. I think this will be a really good series. People think that if the, team, if the Sixers are healthy, they're just going to blow by them, maybe a gentleman's. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. They, the, the Hawks, gentlemen, the Knicks, we all thought the Knicks were back. So, and you know how Ice Trey is. It's a little cold in here. <laughs> well, and he's a great villain. He's a great. He's villain. the best. He's, he's the best, the best villain, villain in the league right oh now. Oh my gosh, he's so Easily. much. He's so much fun for, for people to actually hate, and I love it. I love it. I'm pulling for Trey. It like, makes so much sense if you've watched Trey though, since like he's been younger. Trey, it just it's a role that you could see him growing into. Oh yeah. Oh no. It, it's awesome when they're saying "f you, Trey" at game one, and then he hits a dagger and just is as quiet as in here. It That's takes about. And takes and then takes about it in the street. I'm like, that, that's what you. That's just what basketball wants. No, nah, Trey was talking like, his shit, man. He's like, y'all gonna spit on me again? Exactly. Gonna... This is what basketball is all about. The playoff basketball. The intensity is like a showman. He's like a showman. Like, hey, yeah. I'm He's I'm an entertainer. entertainer. Yeah. I'm an entertainer. I'm gonna take a bow. And I'm gonna leave. And no one in New York liked it. Did you see what everyone in the streets were talking about? They're doing interviews in the streets, and he was just. It's like this Spider-Man guy was just interviewing people. They're like, oh, yeah, straight on. You suck. I'm going to come to your house and kill you. They're getting all into it, bro. After bro, they lost. I was telling you, they might have to give Trey Young a key to the city. Like, That's I think he owns New York now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was awesome. I loved it all. I'm like, dude, this is this is what ba- playoff basketball is all about. Just these rivalries, you know? So, that's... I, I do love Trey Young now. He's really getting onto my list of being one of my favorite players to watch, most entertaining players. 
So uh, I'm going to be rooting for the Hawks heavily in this series going moving forward. First of all, the clash of personalities, too, if Joel is healthy, him and Trey. Because Joel's a guy like that. He's an entertainer, too. Oh, yeah. Like, Joel oh, yeah. will get up into Joel. it. So that could be a very, oh, yeah. I agree, that could be a very oh, yeah. entertaining And especially because apparently Trey is known for terror trash talking. Draymond Green sound finally people are realizing how big of a trash talker he is. So apparently he's been doing this since he got in the league. So that, that that's going to be a really fun series to watch. Watch them both bark at each other. <sighs> With that being said, if, if Embiid is healthy, six and five. I'm sorry. I love the Hawks, but a healthy Embiid, I think it's a mismatch. I will say this to say on it as well. I think, regardless, Embiid playing or Embiid not playing, if he sits a couple, which I think we both think he'll sit at least one. We'll see how. We'll see how that turns out. But I think Clint Capella has got to be huge in this series. Oh no! On the defensive side, he's got to be big time. Because if you're talking about, so here's my thing with Ben Simmons. He is in this position where there's no Joel. He's shown he is capable of scoring. He's just inconsistent with it. Yeah. Like, there will be a game or two in this series where he might give you, like, a, a 25-point close to triple-double. Yeah. He just won't be able to do it the entire series. But if most of his scoring is being done at the rim and they've got Capella and John Collins down there, yeah, I think they could be huge in that series. And Because if you limit him, that's when it gets real tricky with, with the production for – Philly because like I said you get Tobias I think Tobias will be fairly consistent just because he'll have to be for them to even be around I think Curry will coming off the bench I think he'll play well like I, said, I think he's another guy I think he'll hang around 20 points or so for the series other than that you're asking a lot of you know Danny Green to hit shots you're asking uh I mean now Dwight has an elevated role so I don't know it's the production for Philly is going to be interesting like I said I know you said Hawks and six I think I'm going to stick with um, I'm going to go Philly. I really want to say seven, but I think that's too much. I trust Ice Trey over Ben Simmons in game seven. Hey, hey. <laughs> I would agree with that statement. Um, so I'll go Philly in six. I'll go Philly in six with no Embiid, Philly with five. With really? So you, think, so you think Embiid is just a one-game difference? I think this is a bad matchup for the Hawks. I don't think... The Hawks, I just don't think they can guard the 76ers. And they have been better defensively. But you're going to put, like, who are you going to take one of the big guys? Are you going to put, like, John Collins or, I guess, maybe DeAndre Hunter? Is that who's going to guard Ben Simmons? Because you can't let one of those. You can't let Trey or No, Trey, Trey, Trey is not guarding him. Herder is not guarding Herder's him. Herder is not guarding him. So that right there, you're taking one of your, your guys away. Because if you got to put John, you're not, I doubt it's Capella. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably going to be John or DeAndre Hunter. You're putting one of those guys on Simmons. Then who are you putting on Tobias? The second one of those guys? Tobias, yeah. Uh, no, no, see, I, I, I would do that. I put, I would put Collins on... Tobias? Tobias. And yeah, Hunter. Hunter on Simmons. And then put Trey on Green. And I would agree. Howard, if Howard goes, then put Capella on Howard. Yeah, I'd agree. Who does that leave out there for Philly? We just named four. Who's the fifth? I have no idea. I don't think Thibault starts at the three. It does not. It's a... Uh, Ben, DG, Dwight, Tobias. Seth occasionally starts, but I don't think he's starting. Seth, I know coming off the bench it goes to Seth Maxi. That's gonna bother me, but so that's how we got. That's what we got in the series for sure. And then of course, I mean, moving on to that, moving on from that, we've got what you think will be. The best series of the entire NBA playoffs. This might be the best series we have seen in a very long time. 
This is going to be one for the Bucks. I would agree. Anyone who says... We already named him. No, we're still... Yeah, so we're still trying to figure out... I'm sure there's someone out there listening who's like, oh, yeah, it's what's-his-face. Well, we don't know. So, yeah. It's Ben Simmons, Danny Green... Tobias. Tobias. Dwight. If Dwight... If it meets out Dwight. I don't even know who that in the three is. Thibel? I don't know. It might be Thibel. Is that oh, Seth? Yeah, it's Seth. Okay, it looks like it's Seth. So it's Seth. Say, Seth occasionally starts. Yeah. He's not their number one, not their go-to guy in starting, but he'll start. In this situation, yeah, I could see him starting too. I wouldn't be surprised. But, um, yeah, so we'll go into the Nets Buck series. Um, there's a lot of firepower here. A lot. A lot of firepower. <laughs> and, you know, the game's in an hour, and this is probably going to be the, the one for the Bucks. I feel like I, I have Bucks in seven. I feel like, you know, they have better defense. I think the Bucks have a top ten defense. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe top five. Uh, they're the better def- def- defensive team, the better rebounding team. Mm-hmm. Those two are very important if you're going to win a title. They're the best in both of those. Um, I do not trust Kyrie. Last time Kyrie was in this round, he blew it against these Bucks. People forget what the he Boston sure did. He was he was atrocious the in that series. He was well. absolutely god awful. You know, it's one of the reasons why he left. But um, I do believe that the, the Bucks win this series. I feel like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and Giannis are going to have something to prove, especially Chris and Giannis. You know, a lot of people were counting them out last year, including myself. I didn't think they were. I think they were a little bit overrated Same. last year. But I feel like this series, they're going to get down to it. No one can guard Giannis. I think nobody can guard Giannis. Jeff Green's out tonight, and I, who he's averaging almost thirty, like almost forty points during yeah. the. Against this team. I'm assuming you start DeAndre on him, and then other than that, you just rotate him, Blake. I don't like. I don't. I don't, I don't even know. So, and then on the defense side, I like the Giannis KD matchup. I think that Giannis they're gonna put Giannis on KD. They're gonna put Chris on James, and they put Drew on Kyrie. And Drew's a low key, really good defender. And Giannis was defense player of the year last year. I this matchup, like yes, they had the firepower. They had the three best scores in this in, in the league. But I'm like, there's one ball. Yep, there's one ball, so someone, so two guys are gonna drop eighty points combined, but one guy's gonna drop like fifteen, and I feel like that guy's gonna be Kyrie. I mean, you look at the first series; he was the one who kind of struggled. Yeah, until until game four, until game four, until game four to finally get going, and where he dropped like forty five or something like that. Yeah, but I think James only had twenty, so one guy is not gonna be getting you. It's not gonna be forty, forty, thirty. Yeah, be forty, forty, maybe twenty. So. No, I think, and I'm I'm glad you said that because I was curious what you were gonna think, what Milwaukee would do matchup wise, and you said it. You said Giannis on KD, Middleton on Harden, and Drew on Kyrie, and I was wondering if more so the last two. I mean, I think for the Giannis KD matchup, something everybody's looking forward to, but I was wondering if you were gonna go, yeah, you're gonna go Drew on Kyrie or Harden. I I think you gotta go Kyrie. I do too because I think. I think I think putting him on James would be a waste of Drew and what he could do defensively in this series. And what I mean by that is Harden, because he's such a great facilitator, there is it's going to be very hard to take him out, so let's limit him in the series. So I think putting Drew on him and having to, you know, that's a lot to ask. Because even if you're doing a great job with him defensively, he can still get, a, get you 18 assists. Kyrie's a guy who if Drew limits and makes Kyrie inefficient, 
he that's all he's can offer. Yeah. So he can have a really bad series. No, and, and see, and what I, what I really love about this Drew Holiday edition is that, you know, you and I said last year that Chris Middleton is not a two. He's not a two. He, he's a glorified three. If, if, he, if he's your three, you're a tile contender. Okay? Drew Holiday doesn't have to be the two, but Drew Holiday is making this making the pressure off Middleton just relax. It's like a two A B. It's like a two A and a two B type thing. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. Because he's putting the pressure off Chris. Like, hey, bro, I can lock down. You know, I can lock down Kyrie. I can give you nineteen, twenty points a game, and I can give you a dash for your assist. And Forbes, the additional Forbes or Forbes or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how the hell he's going to last Forbes. But he has been so big, a big addition to this team. The Bucks have done a really good job on the offseason with their bench. I think Jeff Teague, Forbes, PJ Tucker, and Bobby Portis, that those four are really good. I gotta give the Bucks credit for if that. If only they had Bogdan as well. If only they had Bogdan. If they had Bogdanovich on this team, okay, tampering, they would probably be the favorites to win this to win it all. I, I would do it. I mean, look at that starting five. Drew oh, I'd agree. Bogdan. Uh Chris, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, and then, then that bench we just said. Yeah. That's loaded, sacked to top to bottom. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Um, I Yeah. I'm gonna go I've got the other way around. I've got the Nets in seven. And we talked about this. I talked about this off air with, with a, a friend of ours who who's you know been on that some people probably know Zach. We talked about so while I could see this being that series that you expect that everybody you know expects it to be which is a great series or the most of everybody that I've heard expects it to be a great series I don't think this would happen I wouldn't say I could see it just as likely but what's terrifying about the Nets is I wouldn't be surprised at all if we look back and this thing was over in five just because the firepower and ability they have like I said I don't think that'll happen but it's terrifying what they're capable of um so I don't like I said I think I would go Nets in seven I you think they'll win the series. But you you would not be surprised if the Nets win this in five. I really wouldn't be. I think tonight is huge. I think, okay, not I take that back. Because the thing to do, every every game one, every game three, every, like, for example, in that Mavs-Clippers games, I don't know how many games that I've heard, oh, this is a must win for this team. Yeah. That's just the thing to say, like, overreact game by game. But I think I like the Bucks' chances in game one because they have been – foot on the gas from the jump. I think Brooklyn's kind of been in that cruise casual mode where they haven't felt that pressure yet. I think they, they were expected to roll through the Celtics and they found out Jalen wasn't playing. It's like, oh, I don't think they've been kind of that punch in the face that I think will happen tonight. I think tonight will be, Milwaukee will take it. It'll be probably another good game, of course, but this will be kind of their wake up. Like, okay, we're here. Like, this is this but is the series. I see, but I think that that's a problem, though. I feel like that's exactly what the Lakers did. That's exactly what they did. They they put on cruise control. Yeah. The whole season, and then they're like, oh yeah, we're just gonna gloss through this series and we'll, we'll be fine. And then they got punched, and then they <laughs> they got punched, knocked out cold. They got knocked out cold. So, I mean, I could see that, but I. But what we saw from the Bucks in round one, they were locked in. Locked in from the jump. They were locked in saying, look, if we're going to win this thing, we got to prove our point from the get-go. No, pl- like like I said, we ain't playing around with our food now. We're not children. Look, the Bucks single-handedly are about to make 
the Heat go from being in a championship game to having to reconsider their entire roster exactly. based on a series. I just looked at the roster. They had a lot of guys on expired contracts, so they are got to figure out some lot of stuff now. We all thought this was the face of the league in, in right now, but now, no. they got to do some lot of damage, <laughs> all thanks to the, the, buck, the Bucks. So, um, if that is true, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, oh, yeah, we just, like, cruise through that Celtic series. But this, like, you got punched. Mm-hmm. You got to see if you, you can take it. And from what I've seen in the past, Harden can't take it. Kyrie can't. Most definitely can't take Kyrie it. Kyrie can't take it. KD, I mean, he can kind of take it, but he needs help to take it. And Especially I, if he's going to be dealing with Giannis at this point. Exactly, too. especially because he he'd probably have to guard Giannis t- tonight. That or Blake Griffin or DeAndre. I don't, I don't, I don't even know who's guarding. I don't think the Nets. Him. I think the Nets are in the locker room right now All right. worrying, okay, who's going to guard Giannis? <laughs> Let's just let him score all the points. <laughs> no, worry about everybody else. No, but uh, if that's the mentality that they're going to have about cruise control, then they're going to have to come out game two ready, ready to fight. If game two is a if, – if they win game two in a convincing fashion, then I'm like, all right, then you're right. They Hey, we put on the cruise control, but now we're locked in. So I feel like if they are in cruise control, game two is going to be the most important game for them to win. No, I agree. If I had to call it right now, I would say – one through four, it's home and away, one each. Like I said, I think you, you have Milwaukee tonight as well, don't you? I have Milwaukee win tonight. So, I think Milwaukee tonight, I think Brooklyn takes that punch. So like, okay, comes out and gets game two. I think we go back to Milwaukee. Same thing, uh, regardless of the order, I think it goes 1-1. One, one, and then I think Brooklyn takes it home the rest of the way through, and that's how I've got them in seven. Um, but, no, that's going to be hopefully a phenomenal series like, yeah, like I said, the hype for this series is probably one of the biggest series we've had in a very long time. Probably it's, before the uh, the 2016 finals, I would say. Bro, it's, and it's easily if, I mean, there's no way to tell 100%, but you look on paper, it's easily the best series of round two. But like, like, you know, they, have, they, have, they have, both have three stars. They're both, I mean, the, they have more depth. The Bucks have more depth, and they have a better coach. It's not really saying much, but, you know, Budenholzer's coaching for his job. Yeah. Put for his job right now. And if he loses the series, probably he's fired. So, I mean, I think they have the better coach. They have the better depth. They have, them and their stars are still pretty good, not as good as the Nets, but they, they got a roster right there. So, yeah, we'll see. And then, of course, like I said, on the other side, we'll find out, you know, officially what's going to happen with the West um, after we see the end of that Clippers-Mavs game. But, all right, let's see. It's about that time where we get into – you know, greatest thing I saw, greatest thing Gabe saw this week. And I got to be honest, people, nothing really knocked my socks off. I hate to bring it to you. So, the greatest thing I saw this week is up in the air between two things. Damian Lillard's performance, and I know it was in a loss, but it was, watching it was one of the greatest things I've seen in a long time. Because... The consistent clutchness of it. He wasn't just hitting ridiculous shots. He was hitting ridiculous, needed, timely shots. There must, like, he had to hit those. He or, had to hit them when the game was over. over. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were saying, well, Kawhi, Kawhi, I mean, had a great performance the other night. He had 45 in, a, in an elimination game, must win. But, and then, of course, you know, you've got the ones like, I think the other ones that come to mind are LeBron's in the loss to Golden State, and then you've got... There have been a few, but just the fashion of how that one went, yeah, I, I think that was 
easily the greatest performance I, I saw this week. Which, man, I don't, I don't want to get into it too much, but there, that situation looking like. No, there might. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've already voiced my opinion on this. You gotta trade everybody away, especially CJ. Hey, CJ, you listening? I'm coming for you. I'm flying to Portland. I'm packing your bags. You're gone, son. He will drive you to the airport. I will drive himself, you. I will pay for your. To this. I'll pay for your ticket, your airplane <laughs> ticket. I'll put everything on me. You gotta get out of Portland if Dan's gonna win a title. That's just a fact. Look, we've got our residential. We got our. Um, you know. He we will. He said he will help you look for a place wherever it is. So thirty nine points and forty three <laughs> shots. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Bro, we have the same amount of All-Stars. Same amount of All-NBAs. That shows you how bad you are. All right? God, I'm, I'm, I'm a fat white dude in a, in a basement. Come on now. Right. But, no, that was, yeah, that was the most impressive thing I've probably seen this week. The other thing I was considering was actually via this man right here. Man, come on. I was going to say episode four of, um, you know, Captain America or the oh. Winter Soldier. And oh. If you have not seen the Falcon and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier. on ASAP. It's an amazing series. All right. I apparently, I've, I've overhyped it, but I'm telling you, it's amazing. He overhyped it and it was still a ridiculous episode. So if I was going to give, you know, something non... Because I kind of wanted to. I kind of wanted to do a non-sports related one and that would have been it. But what Dame did, I thought back on it, it was just so ridiculous. Um, so those are definitely the, the greatest things I've seen in this last week. Um... And before we get into to Mac to the Max, because I almost forgot, but we do have our residential Bucks fan on the premise. I mentioned him earlier, Mr. Zach Pierce. And Zach, I kind of want to just... What's up, boys? How y'all doing today? Good, man. Appreciate you for being here. But we kind of just want to pick your brain. As a Bucks, our Bucks homer, a fan, um, what do you think, if you had to say something or just even your thoughts on the series, what do y'all need to do to win this series? This series is a fight between dogs and prima donnas. <laughs> James Harden pushed through adversity. Kyrie, maybe when he was with LeBron, yeah, okay, with but LeBron. that's a, that was a long time ago. That was five, five years yeah. ago. Five years ago. He seen- can play now, but... He's coming off that injury. I, you put an athlete, a freak, a dog like Giannis. That's a tough man to stop. That's a that's a tough man to stop. So I like Bucks and six. Bucks and six. Okay. We'll win game one. Brooklyn will come back. Win game two at home. They got to. I think we win both in Milwaukee. Again, I think we got some dogs. We'll come out. We'll get off to that that hot start. They've got the offensive firepower. What defense do they have? Exactly. Nine. Bucks yeah, are a great scoring up. team. We put the ball in the hole. But we also defend. We'll put, like y'all said, we'll put Giannis on KD, uh, Middleton on Harden, Drew on Kyrie, and let Brooke play against, hey, Blake Griffin, hey, DeAndre Jordan, if y'all want to shoot threes all night, go, go for, for it. it. <laughs> Brooke Lopez will keep his butt in the paint. You ain't getting no layups. You ain't getting nothing easy, uncontested. Yeah, you might get a little blow by, but there's a there's a mountain over there. <laughs> then y'all, y'all talked on the bench. I just think that bench is is tough. 
Bobby Buckets, Bobby Portis is one of the best bench players we have right now. I think he matches up well in this series. You put him on a Blake Griffin, you put him running the five. He's a little small for DeAndre Jordan, but DeAndre Jordan's never been a freak on offense. He's a yeah, freak fine. Yeah, that, if y'all get killed by DeAndre Jordan, it, is, it was just meant to be for Brooklyn. So having Bryn Forbes out there spreading the floor, having Bobby Buckets out there coming off the bench, the only thing that makes me a little nervous is not having DiVincenzo. Yeah. Having him out for the for the rest of the playoffs is going to be a little tough. I think this series, it might matter the least. Because I don't think DiVincenzo is a great matchup on Kyrie or James Harden. Yeah. So I think he's not also a great offensive player. He's not scoring a ton of points for us. So having Bryn Forbes getting more minutes, yeah. a guy like P.J. Tucker coming off the bench, I don't care which one you ask him to guard. He's going to guard him. He's going to pester him. He might not keep him point, like scoreless, but he's going to be a pain. He'll get under the nerves, yeah. I do yeah. agree. I do agree with that. I was on the drive here. I was thinking about that, this series tonight, and I was just like, I mean, DiVincenzo being out is not a huge blood for them. It's not really a huge blood for them. I mean, obviously, you want your starting shooting guard, but, you know, matchup-wise defensively, who are they going to guard? Yeah. You know, so I feel like it's like it's still a big blow, but I see the series, you know, them not really missing him that much. So, And you mentioned it. I mean, both of you mentioned it. Zach, when he just talked to you, you both said one of them, but that frees up more time in the rotation. I mean, Bryn's already consistently in there, but that's two of literally the top five percentage-based three-point shooters in the NBA. And, and plus, you're already so, like, like death, like you really just use eight guys in the postseason. Yep, they they're using nine. So DiVincenzo being out, I mean, you're still you're still straight. You're not, you're not like begging minutes. You know, Forbes is still gonna get his. You yep. know what I'm saying? So it's not that big of a blow for for DiVincenzo, DiVincenzo to be out. But you wish you had Bogdan. But <laughs> that's interesting. No, I do. I yeah, appreciate it a lot, Zach. Of course. You know, a lot of you. I'm sure some of you probably know Zach. He helps us with a lot of stuff, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff. Big-time stuff. Big-time stuff. So he's part of the team as well. But, yeah, that's that's definitely the series everybody's ready to see. But we'll take that into it's time. Mac to the max. We'll see what you got. Max, take this week. It's nothing really big. Uh, We've already talked about it. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while. I was like, I don't really know. My Kawhi top five was looking good after game six. Or game five, and then game six happened. So, uh, but uh, my my match of the max take for this week, like it's not that big, that big. But I'm gonna say that the what coming out of the West will be the Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets will win the West. That's my match of the max take this week. Okay, I'm going to. We kind of briefly went over it last week. I don't think I go into depth with it, but I'm gonna challenge that. I didn't challenge your Kawhi one just because I thought I could see it happening. I mean, I kind of agree with it, but I don't. Okay. So yeah, you see, I, you know, I've been thinking about it. We, we already talked about it. I really do like Denver in the in the Sun series. I feel like the, the Suns are going to be a little too high on their Laker series win. And I feel like matchup-wise, the big, they're bigger. And they have Jokic, the MVP of the league. I feel like they'll take care of business with the Suns, and then they'll play the Jazz or the Mad or Clippers, whoever they play. I don't even know who they play. But I feel like even with – Jamal Murray out, yeah, they'll still find a way. If Will Barnes comes back healthy later in this later this year, they'll be ready to beat him. And I think that's crazy to think too. Like, if they had, if they had Jamal Murray, at this point, I think you'd have to have them as a he clear was, favorite. He was having a great season, even too. with the Clippers. If the Clippers get out of this series, Jamal Murray is playing for the Nuggets. I mean, we saw what they did to him already. Like, I, I, I I saw 
I looked up his numbers the other day. He's averaging 21, 5, and 5, almost shooting 50, 40, 90. He was shooting 48 from the field, 41 from three, and 87 from the line. So he was shooting wise, was having one of his best seasons yet. And he was giving me 21, 5, and 5 before 20. He's like, not even 25 yet. He's 24 years old. That's so, ridiculous. so the, you know, his ceiling is getting bigger and bigger as the years go on. I think him and the other going to be dominant for years to come. And next year, I mean, this team healthy could be, you know, a favorite to come out of the they West. Could. Coming out of the West next year. They might need one more piece, not real I mean, another star potentially. You know, unless you like Aaron Gordon, but your three, who's your three? Will Barton, your starting three. If you're comfortable with Will Barton, that's fine. But I could see them making another move, but you never know. I mean, and they've got the they got the guys to make a move too as well. They've even got people like Bo Bo. I'm about to say, just Bo Bo's a seven foot Bo Bo. It's a seven, seven, seven foot point guard who can shoot the three, and yet they're not even using him. Yeah, what I've heard with him is that they want to put on more weight for him before they give him heavy minutes, just because you know his history with injuries. Uh, yeah, and, so. and he's like a stick out there, seven yeah. foot stick. But I mean, let's just say like, we get out of assets. You got Monte Morris. You got Will Barton. You got uh, Bo Bo. You can make a move to get another star in your starting rotation for you to be one of the best teams in the West. Yeah. So. Well, I'm trying to think. I mean, we went through both sides. We can talk about the Dame thing, but we can talk about it later. How Terry Stotts got fired. Do you? Please, I'm, I'm 100% open to getting to that right now. Go ahead, please. Well, obviously, Terry Stotts needs to get fired. I think anyone who watched Blazers or watched the past three years that, you know, they're can't really, play defense. They can't play defense. He doesn't know how to coach defense. I watched it then. Ga- watching game six was abysmal on defense. Okay? I saw Norman Powell just get, let everyone blow by him. A 5'10", Campanzo, or whatever his last name is, 5'10", 30-year-old rookie, was getting buckets on him. So bad so they had to put Anthony Simons on him. Like, hey, yo, Anthony, you guard him. Norman Powell's irrelevant right now. So, apparently he was quote-unquote a, Good defender. Can't play foul. But he can't play foul. No, get him <laughs> off the field. Like, get him off the court. No, but uh, so going into yesterday, we found out that the, the biggest coaches' names were Chauncey Billups, Juwan Howard, Mike D'Antoni, and Jeff Van Gundy. Okay, first off, Jeff Van Gundy has not coached in 15 years. <laughs> okay. Also, not that have you not seen his brother? But his brother his is brother, in a position where people now think after one year, yes, he should maybe be fired. he should be out. Because you know why? Because he hasn't been coaching in a long time. Come on now. He's got an old system for an old league. Okay, so the system's one. changed. Why, if you... He's a good announcer. Stick to announcing, Van Gundy, please. Okay. Mike D'Antoni. That... You just fired Terry Stotts. You just fired him for not playing defense and solely on offense. That's exactly what Mike D'Antoni is. So why interview him makes absolutely zero sense. And Juan Howard, I told Gabe Yesh last night, I think that, that that's a good, good, that's good. I like Juan Howard. I liked him at Michigan. He was doing, he's doing really good at Michigan right now. He's coaching the NBA a little bit. He's been with he's he was with the Heat coaching when they won their titles with, mm-hmm. with LeBron. So he's been around the NBA field and the college field. I feel like him being in this blazer would be a new fresh fresh yep. face and a good way to start out this new year. And then also Chauncey Billups. Now, I did not know that Chauncey Billups was coaching for the Clippers, and apparently that's Dame's number two choice behind Jason Kidd. But uh, I don't. I, 
I'll say this. I don't. I don't know about Chauncey Billups. We agreed on this one. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I'd be ready to put Chauncey in that position. I mean, he could be great. I don't know, but I just I couldn't commit to that. Um, you're trying to win talent now. Exactly. Yeah, you're trying to win With now. Dame's age, you which like, the pressure is going to be just as much as the coaches it is on the GM. Like they've got to do regardless of who you bring in, you've got to do something with that roster. Juwan Howard. I think we talked about this earlier. I think you might agree. I don't think he's going anywhere. Yeah, at, yeah, short yeah. term, at least. Yeah, he just yeah. did what he did yeah. with Michigan, and, and he loves Michigan. He loves Michigan so much. Like he got the job. And, you know, his post, his his press conference, he was crying, bawling yeah. eyes out. He was so happy to, to be back at Michigan coaching. So. He gave him, he's not leaving. I just don't see him leaving. That's right. I mean, I don't see him. I would love to love him to be with Dame, but that's not going to happen. But Jason Kidd, I mean, I've, I can see the vision. I can see Kidd. it. I can see it. But like, he hasn't really been a head coach since he got fired. You know. Yeah. So and he's been an assistant. He's just been bouncing around at being an assistant, and it just, it depends on the pieces. It Who's going to be the team? I. I, Terry Sodge was not a bad coach. He just didn't know how to coach defense. It's just you got to figure out the roster. To me, that's the most important thing. This roster is god awful. Yeah, it, it's it's solely Dame and then everybody else. Just a bunch of mediocre pieces. I mean, so, Dame came out pretty blunt uh, after the their loss and pretty much said, "Yeah, we just lost to a team that didn't have their starting point guard, second starting, best player, and they didn't have Will Barton." Will Barton. They didn't have this right one or three, and we lost. And he said, so clearly this team is not in a position, you know, as we're organized to, to compete for a championship. Well, if I'm Dame, I'm like, damn straight. I just gave you 28-13 in our elimination game, and I'm gassed. You watch that game, he's tired. Yeah. The second half, he was absolutely tired. Like, yo, can I get some help, please? And uh, what does C.J. Norman Powell do? Nothing. So, look, he, this team needs to be a f- management if the GM, I don't know who the GM is, but if he wants to keep his job, he's going to have to do, do some hard, work. hard work. He's going to have to basically trade this entire team and figure out who works with Dame best. Now, apparently Stephen A. found out that Carl Anthony Towns might be going to Portland. I saw so, that, but I don't I, – I saw that, but I don't buy it because I think people who are close to kind of – or closer to Cat in that situation, a big thing for them is that him and – D'Lo have always like they've wanted to play together. Yeah, but I but it hasn't like Cat said like he's kind of tired of the other Minnesota feel and he wants to leave. I could I believe it, but I feel like Ants kind of refreshed him over there a little bit. Now I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I, by any means. If I'm he just was saying like, if you gave him CJ and Nurkic for for Cat, I'm just saying you gotta say hard hard say no to that. Yeah, hard <laughs> say no to that. But um no yeah so. It's just, you know, you're fresh off a loss. You're kind of emotional right now. Yeah. Everyone's emotional, especially Dame. You know, yeah, get, get, give it some time. Give it a couple months. Refuel. Get your mind right. Especially this the front office. And you're going to have to start out fresh. If you want to win a title, you're going to have to basically trade everybody away. Uh, to add on two things. One is much less serious. But Dame, if, if Portland isn't cooperating with you Jason Kidd if you want Jason Kidd so bad I'm just saying he's literally on our sideline so I just want to put that out there Dave if you really love Jason Kidd we will take you in LA oh my gosh but in all seriousness Portland don't mess this up we've seen this happening in the last year in both football and basketball too with teams and their stars like 
work with Dame. And I, I'm not saying just because he wants Jason Kidd, they need to hire Jason Kidd. Obviously, do your due diligence. But at least, I mean, you mentioned, what do you say, Jawan was his second? Or do you say Chauncey was Chauncey his second? Chauncey was his second. Chauncey was his Chauncey second. Chauncey was his second choice. At least talk to him about, you know, how he feels. Don't don't, don't just go out and hire some guy without reaching out. That would really piss him off. It would. And it then would, that just we, makes that whole situation messy, and we've seen so much in, of that. And the Deshaun Watson situation where he's going to want out. Deshaun, Aaron, we'd be in those kind of situations but, where it just be you know, the only difference is, you know, with the... 25 rape charges. Well, yeah, that, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. I, yeah, that's, pick, pick, pick here there, poison. Here, yeah, here, here, there, you know what I'm saying? But, yeah, um, it's just, we gotta wait a couple months, sadly, I wish, this is like 2K and you just do it right now, but, um, oh, you're telling me, uh, how do you think I feel? I literally, if you haven't checked it out, I went back and just talked about kind of for the last time and since moves are made this offseason, the Lakers are our situation, um, but I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any even if it's more like individualist type player kind of situations that are going on in the league right now that we want to hit before we get up out of here. Um, let's see, so we got all the series. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll get the closeout game tomorrow. Clippers, Mavs. We'll get the much anticipated Bucks, and that's tonight. Um, yeah, I think that's about all I got. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So let us know who you got in this series. It's gonna be. Bucks and seven, though. Let you know that right now. Nets and seven. I trust game seven, Kevin Durant. But as always, if you made it this far, appreciate you for listening. Um, no hat. We're out. Yeah.